Hi, everybody, and welcome to the Dr. Psych Mom Show. Today, we're going to be talking about when your judgmental attitude hurts your relationships, and that's not only with your spouse, but with your children. Um, And before we get into that, please do subscribe. My most recent subscriber episode was on how to better care for your wife and what does caring for your wife really mean. Many women say they don't feel cared for, and that's why they don't want to have sex. Well, that is accurate for a lot of them. So, yes, being more loving and caring and protective can change your marriage, and that episode explains how. All right, so there's a lot of people who say stuff like, uh, I would never cheat on my spouse. I can't imagine how somebody would do that. Or like, I would never be a stay-at-home mom, or I would never be a working mom, or I would never be somebody who doesn't exercise, or I would never be like a, a vegetarian or anything. If you are somebody who's always making like these global judgments about other people, that means that you are judgmental. By definition, people who make a lot of judgments are judgmental. Now, these are the kind of people that I see have the most interpersonal problems, you know, because they could be very bombastic and pompous and they're usually talking about shit they've never experienced. So it's so funny, like I talked in some other podcast about how when people are, are divorced, they like to make friends with each other because because it's like um, y'all know that you've made a mistake like it's like very humbling you know nobody tries to get divorced so it's like everybody that has got divorced like at least they can't say that they make all their decisions correctly you know I mean so it's like it's like I made the same analogy meeting somebody in AA like you know you done fucked up somehow you know so at least you do not have to be two people that are like posing around each other that one of them is more perfect than the next because the it's already assumed that you know that you have made some poor decisions in your life and that you are a flawed person who never expected to be at whatever place that you're in in life. It's the same sort of thing when people have teenagers, honestly, um, because teenagers always do something or talk back in some way or misbehave in some way or do some stupid shit that you never thought that they would do given whatever your parenting style was. And then it's very humbling to be like, um, like I saw a meme, was so funny it was like uh it it was like might as well like my kid got a face tat might as well bottle feed <laughs> like, like it meant like that the child getting a face tattoo is like such a bad decision that the kid made that like everything that the parent had done including breastfeeding like didn't do shit you know and it's funny the older people get usually the less judgmental uh they are if they are open-minded now if they tended toward being close-minded you know then they get more and more and more judgy and critical of others so people who started out kind of open-minded get even more so and they get very wise, you know, but then other people who are old uh, are very close-minded because they kind of started out close-minded and they never had any of these like super big, um, you know, uh, epiphanies. Like they, they, they certainly had fuck-ups like everybody did, but they always kind of tried to save face and they tried to say that anything that went wrong in their life wasn't their fault somehow so then some people and we know them if we're adult children of dysfunctional families some people get into old age and they're just like the most judgmental people ever that have no empathy and they're worlds apart from the wise older people that young people like to be around who are super open
open-minded and understand kind of how any situation can happen. So that's the kind of person you want to be. Like those open-minded, non-judgmental people are the people who tend to have healthy, um, thriving relationships with intimates, such as spouses and kids. Adult children in particular, like, really cannot stand judgmentalness in a parent, and that's the number one thing that leads to estrangement that I see is when the child thinks that the parent is extremely closed-minded and only pushing their agenda, can never look back and say that they, the parent, messed something up, you know, and instead just look around them and see how, uh, and just criticize everybody and say everybody else messes up except for them. And also, more salient to many of you who are at an earlier place in life, no spouse has ever been like, good thing about my partner is they have really strong opinions on everything and they can never be wrong. Like, that's terrible. You know, that that's usually something where you're like explaining why you got divorced, you know, versus explaining why you're in love with your partner. And women in particular, because they generally feel more vulnerable, um, again, evolutionary reasons for everything, but um, women do not like an aggressive, real, um, you know, asshole kind of guy and I, I talk about this a lot like if, if you are very arrogant and condescending the only recourse your wife has is to decide not to sleep with you because like the only way she could kind of assert her own selfhood when when interacting with you is to not be attracted to you and just detach from you in her mind and so a lot of guys don't understand this and they they really confuse being alpha and assertive um with like a guy who just can never change his mind when in fact it's the it's the opposite you know really successful powerful men CEOs politicians etc they can always accept feedback it's like a major thing I work with a lot of CEOs and like the number one thing they pride themselves on is being coachable you know, and that's probably why they like me because I, I coach, <laughs> you know, like I, I have no problem in giving advice based on the experiences that I've had, you know, with, with clients in, in their situations. The number one thing of super successful people is that they're coachable. So if you are not coachable, oh, and coachable, of course, uh, goes without saying, means that you can admit that you were wrong. And therefore, that's something that you thought at an earlier point in your life was incorrect, in fact, led to errors, and now you're opening yourself up to learning about that, getting feedback, and proceeding it, you know, in the future to act differently. And that is something that women look up to very much and like in a partner. And it's the same thing for men. Like, the number one thing that, that I always talk about what men don't like and what leads to men initiating divorce in the rare situations that they do is a wife who is very anxious and close-minded, you know, and this isn't just in the bedroom. Of course, that doesn't help anything when it is, but, you know, just in general, like everything that they say, their wife says no. Can we do this? No. Maybe we could do this. No. Is this fun? No. Is Can we do that? No. Can I touch you here? No. Can we travel here? No. You know, nobody wants that. And that sort of um, closed-minded no kind of person usually thinks that their way is the best way. And other people make all these mistakes, you know, and that's just not true. Like all human beings are flawed and make mistakes. And the, and the, the other important thing to realize is if you are somebody that is always judging other people's experiences that you haven't been in, 
And of course, you've never been in anybody's shoes. Like definitionally, you have never been in somebody's shoes because there's some people like, okay, here's what not to do. So let's say that you're a guy and your wife is depressed and she's been chronically depressed for 20 years. And then you come in and you say, well, there was this one time in the army that I felt that I was uh, depressed and I felt that way for six weeks. And so what I did was, you know, I really just focused. I kept my head down. And um, in fact, I added some some exercise in even, you know, on top of what I was already doing. And, you know, I ever since then, I really have understood that uh, in order to not be depressed, you really just need to push your body to the max. And that's what I've kept on saying to my wife for 20 years, you know, the past 10 of which have been sexless because she hates me because I say such dumb ass shit like that, right? So you don't want to be that person because that man, he may have been depressed in the army. I don't doubt that he was a depressed 20-year-old man. However, what he never was, was a chronically depressed 40-year-old woman. So then he don't know shit, right, about her experience. Nobody really knows about anybody else's internal experience. So just like the people who, like, cut off relationships with a friend because the friend had an affair. Why would you do that? You know, I mean, were you ever your friend? No. Were you raised in your friend's family? No. Do you have your friend's brain? No. Do you know what the hell your friend's situation was like? No. You know, so people say, well, I would never have done that. So we can't be friends anymore. Listen, be friends with who you want. But the judgmentalness, if people who do that usually then have trouble, like if their child has an affair, right? Your adult child or your adult child, you know, is caught, you know, uh, doing anything bad. Because instead of wanting to look inward and be like, holy shit, you know, I must have raised my kid in a way that they were unhappy or that that could have contributed. They say, oh, no. My kid is just a bad seed somehow, and I can't understand it, and so I'm going to just judge them, and I'm not going to empathize because I cannot empathize because empathy would mean that I would do the same thing, and I would never do the same thing. That's the kind of person who loses relationships with their kids, and of course, that's the kind of person who loses a relationship with their spouse. So since you have never actually been your spouse or your friend or your child or anybody, you have no idea what it's like inside their body. You have no idea what it's like inside their brain. Why don't you just say, if I have no idea what it's like to be them, I like to tell myself that I wouldn't do X, Y, or Z, but I only know my own experience. And it's so funny because every single person who has either cheated or who has um, stayed in a relationship with someone who's cheated. I just use this one because it's the one people opine about just the most egregiously. Oh, I would never. Every single person that's either had an affair themselves or that stayed with somebody, uh, with a partner who has cheated on them and they worked through things and recovered or not or whatever, they tried to stay together. Every single one of them in therapy every time has said to me, what? What do you guess they say? I never thought that I would do this. I thought I would never cheat. I was never the kind of person who would cheat. Never, 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 never. I would have staked my life on it. And then I met so-and-so. And that's how it goes, you know. Or I never would have taken back somebody who cheated. I was all over the internet telling people how terrible that was. Never take back somebody who cheated. And then, of course, I found out that my wife cheated. And it was a bit more complicated than that. And we're working on things now. And we hope you can help us. So it's the same kind of thing when you find out like that your kid did something that you thought you would never tolerate or or a a friend did something. I mean, just anything or some situation at work. So everybody, until they're in the situation, they judge. They say they're a certain kind of person. 
But you can never know what you will do in, in, when you are, until you are in the situation. I tell my kids this all the time. You will never know what it's like to be, you know, in the next stage of your life until you're in the next stage of your life. You know, you can only make so many plans, but you got to wait and be flexible. You know, your opinions may change so dramatically, you couldn't even imagine it. And so children who have an excuse, right, because they're children, so they're black and white thinkers, will always say stuff like, you know, like, like, like kids will say, you should try it with your own kids. Say, when do you think I knew that I wanted to be in my career? Usually they say things like, oh, always, since you were little, right? Because, like, they can't understand it being different. And, like, my, my kids, you know, because they know that I'm pretty into being a psychologist and growing my business and all this stuff. They say, oh, you always wanted to be a psychologist, right? I said, no, I did not. I didn't even know about being a psychologist. You know, I mean, I thought that I would be a teacher for a long time because my mother was a teacher. You know, and then for a long time I thought I might be a doctor. But then when I was in grad school, because there was a, a person, I was always interested in people and psychology and, and things like that. But I thought it would just be kind of a hobby, something that made me read novels and watch reality TV. But then in grad school, somebody who was a PhD level psychologist professor wanted me to work in his lab. From there, I understood what it was to get a PhD. I mean, you know, and, and things went from there. I certainly didn't grow up. You know, my parents were not PhDs. I knew nothing about it. So you don't know anything until you know it. And basically children and closed-minded adults assume that you can know what you've not yet experienced. And you can't. You really, really can't. And the, the best thing that I've seen as inoculation for kind of existential crises is to make peace with the fact that you will never know what it's like to be in a certain situation until you're there. This is why I talk so much about aging and um, how people need to have conversations within their marriage about aging and expectations and hopes and dreams and what you can know and what you can't know. Because like, for example menopause. I talk about this all the time. There's all these like super anxious, preoccupied attachment guys that, you know, <clears throat> I work with or that, you know, are right into me or what have you. And they're so anxious and they want to figure out how they can get out ahead of menopause in some way. And what, like how you could figure out if your wife is still going to want sex after menopause. Like, is there some sort of algorithm that they could like plug their wife's characteristics into, and then it'll spit out whether their wife is still going to like to have sex after she's like 55. No, you know, like no, the, the women, like so many women after menopause are like, oh, I never thought I would be like, I never thought I would have zero desire. I never thought I would be like this. I was very sexual. I could never have predicted how my priorities would change. In fact, here's a really good analogy. Did you have any idea what it was like to have a baby before you had a baby? No. People before they have babies say all sorts of stupid shit. They're like, oh no, I'm still going to hang out with y'all. I'm still going to come to poker night every Wednesday. I'm still going to like be running and, you know, in my running group and stuff, even with a newborn. And then like immediately they stop everything. You know, because it's such a like massive blow to the system and you're not sleeping and like with the little bit of time you have, you got to catch up on your work and this and that and the other. And you're certainly not going out drinking and stuff after you have a baby, even if you think you're going to be some cool person who does. Most people very quickly, almost immediately realize that they had literally no idea what it was like to be a parent, you know, and so it's the same thing with any subsequent stage in life. 
Like it, people talk all the time, oh, I want to keep working. I want to keep working. I don't want to retire. They don't really understand how tired they may feel when they're older. Like even that physiological change is really, really hard to think of how you will feel physically very, very tired. And that is something that like older people go back and they're like, I must have thought that I would have the same amount of energy, but of course I don't. So anyway, my point is do not be judgmental. It hurts your relationships and there's no logic for it because anybody who has worked with people for a long time knows people never have any idea how they would act in a situation until they are in it. And frequently the way that they act is worlds different from what they thought. So when you find yourself judging other people, also realize that it stops your kids and your spouse from trusting and confiding in you because if you're the sort of person that's always looking down on other people and saying, I would never do this, I would never do that. Well, what if your kid does it? You know, what if your kid ends up doing this or that? They would never tell you because they wouldn't trust you to be a soft landing place because you're somebody who would never do this or never do that, you know? And so the best you could be as a partner and as a parent is open-minded and warm open-minded and warm. And if instead you're realizing, well, shit, I'm rigid and cold, well, that could be a really good impetus to go into therapy. Therapy definitionally opens your mind. You're thinking about things differently. If you're doing anything useful at all, then it's a perspective changer, which can be very beneficial for people who struggle with being judgmental. And if you're judgmental, guess what? You were raised in a judgmental home, So it's not your fault, but it's your fault if you've thought about it now, if you don't work on it. And I'm sure that you could think about that your parents are judgmental. You would never have wanted to bring up X, Y, or Z to them because of their judgmentalness. Do you want to be that person for your own kids or for your spouse? Definitely not. And therapy can really, really help. All right. I hope this was interesting to you guys. And please do subscribe and join my Facebook group if you like to talk about these sorts of things. Um, The blue subscribe button on my Facebook page because usually the link does not work well on my uh, description. And I will talk to you all soon. Have a great day.